0: Welcome to the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, brought to you by Market Scale. I'm your host Kurt Palmer, and with me today is Dylan Rabino, who is a media relations associate with the New York Mets baseball team.
1: Welcome, Dylan. Thanks for having me on, I appreciate it.
0: Well, we're glad to have you here with us, Dylan, and each season brings new hope and sounds like the Mets may be off to a good start this year already.
1: Yes, no complaints so far, so good. He has second-best record in the National League, currently behind the Arizona Diamondbacks, but it's it's been fun to be a part of so far. I, I joined the New York Mets in January, and ever since then, things really took off from there. Like you said, the starting rotation's been been pretty well. The, the bullpen has been the bright spot of the team so far. They've seemed to shut it down when the game gets close and late, and the lineup's been performing with a lot of veterans and young talent in the lineup, so... And the office the front office in of New York Mets has been very energetic, very upbeat, especially with the team doing so well. So it's it's been a good time so far and I'm having a lot of fun with it.
0: Well, that sounds great, Dylan. Maybe as we get started here, you can talk a little bit about your role. I know it says a media relations associate with the New York Mets, but if you would maybe describe a little bit in more detail your role with the club and how you support them.
1: So I report to the coordinators the director of media relations and the head of PR, who's Jay Horowitz, he's been the PR director for the New York Mets for almost 40 years now. So he's he knows what he's doing, and he's very good to work for. But what we, as an associate, what I do is we we come up with the pitching pages for the starting pitchers. So uh, we do we help come up with uh, stat packs, game notes, so we can distribute them to other teams that we played um, during that specific day and we just try and relay our, our corporate message out to other teams that we face over the course of the season and we do a lot of work with the media we work on the press releases and getting information out to them that they need to properly do their job and we coordinate a lot with them to make sure we have a good working relationship between us the public relations and media relations department and conveying our message and helping out with the media so it's a lot of work but it's, it's a good job to have, especially in professional baseball.
0: Sounds like there's a lot involved. And I know you don't just step into this work. And I see that you've done a lot of media-related work in college. But how did you happen to come to work for the New York Mets organization?
1: It's kind of a long story. But when I got to Ole Miss, I started writing for the Daily Mississippi and the student newspaper. And I my first job with the paper was to cover the men's tennis team. Which is interesting, and they did very well that year. And then the old sports editor, David Collier, he graduated, and I applied for the sports editor job, and I got it. And I happened to be there for two years. And that was during 2014, 2015. The Ole base, almost baseball team made the College World Series. The football team did. I had very, two very successful years under Hugh Freeze and knocked off Alabama twice. So it was very exciting to be a part of. And my job entailed with dealing with the athletics department And the sports information people in the media relations department there at Ole Miss. So I got to know those guys and did some work with them. And my first job out of college, I was a sports editor for the Daily Leader, which is the newspaper in Brookhaven, Mississippi. It's an hour south of Jackson, Mississippi, the capital. And from there on out, I, I kind of enhanced my background and different, I gained different ways of learning this business when it comes to journalism or public relations, and I wanted to try something different that comes outside of journalism, and I saw an opening with the Mets, and I applied for the job, and a couple of interviews later, and Skype interviews and phone calls, I, I got the job, so, and been here for almost five months now, and I'm loving every minute of it.
0: I can imagine, and it sounds like the work that you did at Ole Miss prepared you well for the kind of work you're doing now. And I imagine those jobs were at a premium, so you probably had to beat out quite a few people who were also interested in sports and sports journalism. Dylan, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you see as some of the trends in the industry or the work you do that maybe you've seen over the last year or so.
1: Well, I think in today's day and age, you have the emergence of Twitter and athletes now have the social platform to express their views when it comes to their sport other sports politically and everything else is going on with the world. And they have a platform now that they never had back in, let's say the 1990s, 1980s, even early two thousands. So it's easier for fans and the media to connect with the athletes that they look up to or they work, work with, or they cover if you're in journalism and the media covering a certain professional or coll- collegiate sports team. So And that role kind of leaks out, or I shouldn't say leak out, I should say it kind of increases the importance of public relations and media relations and how to relate with the players now that they have such a higher platform with social media. So it's a a revolving door with this, and it's interesting to see how it's developed over the past four or five years with all these players coming out and speaking freely on their minds, which they have every right to. So it's... It's interesting to see where this industry is taking off and there's so much more room for growth.
0: Right. So historically, the athlete's message was really a function of what that local paper or the evening news said about their performance. Now with things like you mentioned Twitter, and also I I would assume the Players' Tribune, the athlete can more or less control the message that he or she wants to reach their chosen audience. Uh, Do you work with the players to determine how they communicate and what messages they're getting out into the public?
1: In part, we we don't handcuff them and say, you can't say this or you should say that, but we work with the players to make sure their access and how they relay their message to the media is fair and balanced between both of us. We want to keep our company message strong, and we want to keep the image of New York Mets and Major League Baseball strong. So we don't try and handcuff the players and don't want them to not speak their minds and say whatever they want. We just want to make sure that they have a a comfortability with talking to the media and getting sorts of information that they need to write a certain story. So just just making sure they have a good relationship between athlete, public relations, media relations department, and with the audience and uh, the media.
0: Obviously, there are lots of different types of social media available for you and the club to use. Are there different types of examples that you can give to show how social media is used to achieve certain goals for the club? For example, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, are they being used to increase ticket sales or to reach a different kind of audience, for example?
1: Our social media department has been doing a great job this year. We really emphasized getting out more information and relaying our company message through social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it may be. And those guys have worked really hard. Those guys travel travel with the team. There's some of them, some of them are on the road trip now in St. Louis. Then they'll be going to San Diego this weekend. And they, we've been way more active on Twitter. I think we reached a million Twitter followers in the off season, which is a huge stepping stone in where the department needs to be. And those guys work countless hours. They're some of the first people here during the week. And on the weekends, even when we're at home, they're, they're the first people here. So it's been fun to watch them grow, and working with them has been fun too.
0: There's been a lot in the press about how the demographics are changing for the audience that watches and follows baseball. Notably that not as many younger people are getting involved in the game either to play or to watch as a spectator. Given that social media is pervasive among younger people, it seems like social media may be a way for clubs to engage and get more younger people involved in the game. Do you think that there's a correlation between the following that baseball enjoys and the use of social media by the club?
1: Absolutely there is. And obviously with the, the younger generation coming up and they want to interact with players, coaches and their team through social media. And you see all the teams that have uh, in very interactive and high profile Twitter accounts. They, and they draw more attention to their brand, to their team, to their corporate message and relate to their fans. So as social media keeps on emerging, let's say in the next year or so, I think baseball and other professional sports that make a commitment to use social media, it's only going to go up from there. So it's a very important concept that's being branded with social media and dealing with professional sports.
0: It seems pretty evident that social media is here to stay and, in fact, most likely will be expanding over the years to come. Are there things that we either know about today that are going to see different approaches to their use, different social media tools? Or are there things that we don't yet have in our hands or don't use today that you could envision would be part of the work that you do going forward on the horizon?
1: I think you mentioned earlier something that has emerged over the past couple of years was the Players' Tribune. And I'm not saying that they're going to take over media, but it's a the Players' Tribune is a step in the right direction for players to get out their message in a way they feel most comfortable with. And you see players making big announcements on there. Let's say Kevin Durant decided he was going to sign with the Golden State Warriors. No one knew about it except him and the people with the Players' Tribune. And they got their message out there. So I think there's going to be that the Players' Tribune is going to, I guess, start a new way of how athletes convey their message out to the media. And I think that's going to help with them a lot.
0: It sounds like there's room for everything. We'll be able to continue to use the existing social media tools as well as the things that the players use so that in total, everybody's audience is served and everybody gets to get their message out in the way they want to the audience they want.
1: Exactly. And our job is just to make sure that the athletes have all the the resources necessary to have access to the media and to make sure that their messages out there and make sure that everyone understands what they're saying. So,
0: so as we close out here, Dylan, just one question, are the Mets going to win the
1: pennant? <laughs> You're not going to get an answer me out of that. I can't, I can't, I can't say much about that, but the team has looked, they look really good so far. And no matter what deficit they face, the team keeps on fighting and they have a close brotherhood when in that clubhouse. And I think, they, they can make a run, but there's there's no guarantees, especially in baseball. It's a long season, and it's a good start. So hopefully, hopefully the team keeps it going, and they're on the right direction. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, whatever happens, I'm sure you're going to continue to support the team with all the good work that you're doing. And we really appreciate your being here with us today and sharing the information you have. So best of luck to you, Dylan.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com/industries and subscribe to the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.